We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mr. Fryer, let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station previously on the Lawrence Holmes show. I would understand someone going, well, how come they didn't know about Joby's foot? We all saw it on TV. I am going to lean into the place of, I'm glad they didn't just sign him anyway. And let me just read the statement. Ryan Poles sent this out to us, AKA the media, so that we could share it with you, the fan. Quote, as I've said before, Larry Joby embodies Everything we are looking for in a bear. He's a special person and player. During the league's negotiating window earlier this week, we agreed to terms with him, subject to him passing a physical here. After a standard and thorough physical and medical review with Larry yesterday afternoon, our medical team deemed him to have failed his physical, and therefore, unfortunately, we are not signing him today. This is difficult and is emotional for everyone involved, but ultimately, it is what is in the best interest of protecting the Chicago Bears. Close quote. I feel like that's a step in the right direction by the Bears front office. And I'll stand by it until proven otherwise. Make me a bicycle, clown. It's so gorgeous outside. Put the windows down, turn the radio up. Bass drop! I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. Stephen Bartle is going to join me at 1. College Hoops coverage on the score is presented by Samuel Adams. Wicket Hazy. But coming up next, there was a huge move that was made in the American League Central that will probably impact your Chicago White Sox. Dan Hayes of The Athletic will join me to talk about it next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. 0-2. Correa to left field. That will get down for a base hit. Altuve and Bregman will score, and the Astros take the lead. Correa with a two-run double in the third. Highlight courtesy of Fox Sports, our buddy Adam Amin on the call. Adam Amin getting some love in commercials. Saw him in a commercial. Well, I heard him in a commercial. With his great call of the uh, national championship game, the women's national championship game with Notre Dame. Look at him out here in these streets. 
Carlos Correa is now a member of the Minnesota Twins. The Twins are competing? I mean, you would think that that was the case, right? If you're going to get the best free agent that was available. The way that that contract is structured is really fascinating to me, too. So I reached out to Dan Hayes, who covers the Twins for The Athletic. He wrote extensively about it over the weekend, and he was nice enough to join me on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Dan, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, Dan, how did the the Twins become a destination for Carlos Correa? I mean, come on. We all we knew this was happening, right? This was like the predicted outcome all along. I mean, yeah, sure. The world that world just turned upside down. That that we knew that there was a Carlos Correa going to the Twins is like the alternate universe, but. It, it's predictable. No, um, it is. It, it's pretty shocking to be on. I mean, I, obviously, that's that's just understating it. This is a very shocking move. It's a, one of those free agent signings that you don't see coming from anywhere. Um, I thought Manny Machado to the Padres was similar in recent history, but you know, maybe even I was talking to some of my colleagues the other day, maybe like going back to Alex Rodriguez going to the Rangers way back for that big contract where you just didn't see it coming. It's not that it's out of the realm of possibility. And, and as you mentioned, the structure is really interesting. And the reality is this is probably just a one-year deal for Carlos Correa, which makes it a lot easier to see when you look at it in that lens. But, you know, the Twins being doing anything massive on the free agent market really is kind of out of left field. I know they had the Josh Donaldson contract a couple of years ago, but that was a – 34-year-old player looking for his last big payday, whereas this is a guy in his prime who decided to come to Minnesota. And, you know, I, I think as a function of a lot of things, the market just having such a short time after the lockout, him not being able to find that landing spot where he's going to get the 10 and $350 million this offseason because of the 99-day lockout and the Twins having money and a shortstop opening, and, and a park that he likes to hit at. I think all those forces kind of combined for this uh, for this deal, and you know, it certainly made things a lot more interesting around their parts uh, in the last couple of days than it was, you know, here we were a week ago. Dan, do you think the Yankees have figured out that they gave the Twins salary relief to sign the player that the Yankees wanted? Oh man, finally the Twins get the Yankees. It's been the other way this for so long. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's becoming a little bit clear. You know, the Yankees were sort of thought as one of his landing spots, one of his suitors. And I know you you look at some of the stories, it wasn't going to be a popular move with a lot of the guys in the clubhouse that Carlos Correa went to the Yankees, given that the Astros and Yankees played quite a bit in the postseason. And there's a lot of uh, cheating scandal, hard feelings going on. Um, but uh, the, the Yankees sure made this so much easier. The Twins were not going to be able to afford him with Josh Donaldson on the payroll. Um, when the Twins signed Josh Donaldson originally, their thought was we want those first two years really badly, so much so that we're willing to pay the back end. And they were knowing that the back end, the 36 and 37 seasons, were not going to be very good because not that they weren't going to be very good. Josh Donaldson's still a good player. We saw it last year. But there's a lot more... Uh, a higher percentage for injury to occur in those years. And, and the Yankees, you know, I, I fully assumed if, the, if a team ever traded for Josh Donaldson, that the Twins would have to eat 20, 25 million. That was sort of like the industry belief. And the Yankees were, A, 
willing to take on the whole amount and be the only team that had talked to them about the whole amount. But they really like Isaiah Kiner-Falefa at shortstop. He's a really good defensive shortstop, and they get a really solid defensive catcher who probably will never hit in Ben Wortbett. But, you know, it certainly paved the way for this to happen, and it is probably a shocking turn of events for them to see the Twins sign a guy they were interested in. Dan Hayes is joining us. He is currently watching the Twins take on the Baltimore Orioles. So if you're hearing stuff in the background, that's what's going on in the background. He's actually at the ballpark, and and you should read his work over at The Athletic. Considering the way that this contract is structured, which I want to get into with you in a minute, does that mean that the the Twins kind of – it's incumbent upon them to go find some more starting pitching to compete right now instead of down the line? Absolutely. Uh, they've needed to start pitching the entire offseason. I, I, I like Bailey Ober, and I saw really good things from him last year. And as far as a guy who wasn't even in big league camp, um, never threw an inning for the big league club in that spring training, and then all of a sudden makes 20 starts for the big league club. And, and Joe Ryan definitely has some potential, like a number four starter somewhere in the back of a rotation. Um, they've got Sonny Gray. They added him. Dylan Bundy, both those guys have – some good upside, but both those guys have also had significant injury histories that has plagued them throughout their career. That's right now the makeup of the rotation with sort of a bunch of 4A pitchers there to take the fifth spot. So the the Twins' problem has been pitching all along. All they've done by getting Correa is they really have strengthened the defense. They really have made their position side very formidable, probably one of the top three or four position groups in baseball. Um, you know, you look if they get the expected performance from Alex Kirilov, if Miguel Sano kind of can return to the form from a year earlier, uh, the 2019 season. I mean, um, they they have a really formidable offensive side, and then their defense with Byron Buxton and Correa and Polanco at second is is going to be extremely good. But at the same time, the pitching is the key. They need more of it. I know they're very active and looking for it, but. As of right now, it hasn't come to fruition, and the season's right around the corner. Let's talk about the contract. I'm fascinated by it. It's a three-year deal for $105.3 million with opt-outs after year one and year two. Is this the way to the future for smaller market teams to get big free agents is to say, look, we'll, we'll let you test drive us for a year. And, and we'll write the contract that way so that, that you'll come here and play for us and give you a high AAV so that you'll come here and play for us. I, I think it is a path. I, I think in this case, he will opt out after the year and hit the market again when there aren't all those shortstops. There were five or six good shortstops going into this offseason. Um, you know, and, and that doesn't count that Francisco Lindor was supposed to be one of those guys and signed the extension which took a big suitor out of the way with the Mets when he got his 10 and 341. Um, so, yes, I do think it's a path for sure, and it will open eyes and make that possibility a reality. I think this was sort of situational that Correa came here. But the Twins have really hoped that they could pull off this kind of deal in the past. They've tried to execute it with other free agents. They were trying to do something similar with Trevor's story this whole week. They were looking at something in the four. 100 plus range, maybe maybe 110. I don't know if they would have gotten there, um, but they wanted to bring him in and and not worry about the last two years that the Red Sox gave him. And 
I think that could open some eyes. I don't know that it will just because in the end, the money is the money. But um, you, by highlighting the, the 105.3, uh, that point three is really important here because 35 million is what Anthony Rendon had made before as the highest paid infielder in MLB history. Uh, Carlos Correa gets the prestige of now being the highest paid infielder in MLB history at 35.1 million this season. And, and I know that that was something that was being sought after in this deal. And the twins were able to make it happen. And here they are with Carlos Correa. Like we just said, uh, once again, as everyone predicted back in November. I know that everything's not done with the Tigers, the twins, and even with the White Sox as it stands right now. Do you think the AL Central is a better division than what it was last year? Oh, it definitely is a better division, but it's still the White Sox division. You know, the, a couple of years ago, the Twins were trying to, or the, the White Sox were trying to catch up to the Twins. Um, the shoe's on the other foot now. And the Twins are trying to catch back up to the White Sox. And that's why the pitching is good. They, they acquired Sonny Gray. That's very good. That's like putting a, a tiny Band-Aid on a big open wound. They still need more of it. And, and they probably need two guys. I know that they, they have some really good prospects that they think can come up and impact the team later this season. You know, the Matt Canarinos, Yoan Duran, Jordan Balazovic, a bunch of guys between double-A and triple-A. Josh Winder is another guy that throws hard and has some electric stuff. But all those guys have had their timelines kind of skewed by COVID and missing the 2020 season. They all sort of dealt with injuries last year. Um, the Twins managed them, and, and out of their group of probably their top six pitching prospects, only one had to have Tommy John, which – is they felt fortunate, but, I mean, they all had some serious injuries, and they think that they can compete this year. Uh, they think those guys will get up and, and get some outs, but that's a big if, and there's just a lot of big ifs with those, the Twins' rotation, with the bullpen. Um, they need a lot of stuff still to happen. And, you know, if you think about Detroit and what they've done, I think Kansas City's going to come along faster than we all think, too. Uh, overall, um, it is a – a, a stronger division, uh, whether or not those teams can make some noise in the postseason, uh, we will uh, we will see. Dan, I appreciate you jumping on while you're covering the game. Once these rosters get finalized, I'd love to have you back on and kind of talk about the the AL Central overall. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many elements of this Korea thing that that uh, are fascinating, and it just changes the landscape in Minnesota. Who who knew that they were capable? I guess that. Uh, proves what the players were saying all along though every team has money every team does have money dan be well stay well enjoy watching some baseball down there in florida so thanks to dan hayes get a subscription to the athletic i'm i subscribe i read Fegan and what's going on with hayes and rosenthal during baseball season i, I find their coverage to be top notch and i thank dan for joining us and dan also is a guy that used to cover the white Sox, so he has a pretty good idea of what's going on with this team too. I got to tell you, I was, you know, you had heard that Minnesota was in on Correa over the last week or so. I was not expecting to wake up on Saturday morning and him be a twin. I wasn't expecting that. I thought that he would, he would either find his way back to Houston on a one-year deal or go to the Yankees in like a big blockbuster deal. I do think that the way that that deal is structured is really interesting. And it should make other teams take notice. The players will probably say, look, I, it, it depends on where you are in your career. 
and the idea of, yeah, I have this $105 million if I want to opt into it, but I also can have some freedom to explore free agency again with opt-outs after year one or year two. I don't think if you're the twins, you can make that deal with Correa without then saying, oh, well, we're going to push the chips all in. I look at this because I'm a White Sox fatalist and say this is a team that wants to compete right now. You don't make this move and and say to Correa, yeah, man, we, we would love for you to opt in. The way to get him to opt in would be to put a team together that is going to be competitive, which means you got to spend a little bit more money. And I think the Twins are still way under what their, their salary totals were last year. So there's still room for them. And I think they're $100 million under the luxury tax. Who would ever thought we'd be talking about the Twins and the luxury tax? But they should be in a position to then go out and, and really add, add, add. And they've done some of it via trade so far. And now this move. Like, I, I woke up, and I got to tell you, I was angry. And I wasn't angry because the White Sox didn't sign Correa. That doesn't seem to be. But I, I joked about this on my pod on Saturday, too. There's nothing stopping them from signing Correa. Right? There's nothing... There's nothing that was getting in the way because, let's be honest, they have a second base problem, and Correa kind of solves that because then you take Tim and you move him right on back over to second. So nothing was stopping, but I wasn't expecting the White Sox to, to be in the Correa thing. But now that you hear he was cool with a one-year, which is basically a one-year as long as he's got the, the power on the option side, you go, oh, I also wonder if if the Cubs should have offered this to him. But they got a lot longer to go, I think, than Minnesota does. But I keep looking at that that NL Central, too, going, there's clearly two teams that aren't trying. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati don't care at all. So maybe you put yourself in a position to, you know, Get after it a little bit because you're really only competing with two other teams and those two other teams aren't very good. Milwaukee and St. Louis, like they're okay. They're not very good. But yeah, Correa is now um, a twin. So you take a seven war player, I think he's 7.2 war player last year. That bait and switch that they did on the Yankees was mwah, magnifique. That's how you want your front office to roll. Oh, yeah, we, we need some salary relief, man. Uh, we'll take Sanchez and Urshela, and then you take Josh Donaldson, and then we can get that salary relief. Well, what's the sa- total salary relief going to be? Oh, $42 million? Hey, we got that extra $42 million. Hey, Carlos, would you like to be a twin? Here's 35.1. So now you're the highest paid infielder in the game. And we're going to give you the opt out. You can leave after year one and you can leave after year two. This is straight up player empowerment because he's covered on all sides of this. If something happens to him, if there's an injury, I'll just opt in. 
and I'll get my next $35.1 million. Then we'll see what happens again. But I didn't like, I didn't like waking up to the fact that that guy was in the division. Luckily, I still think the, the overall roster of the White Sox is better than the Twins. But still, that wasn't great to wake up to on Saturday morning. Shout out to Dan Hayes and the folks over at The Athletic for allowing him to come and hang out with me and, and break all this stuff down. I want to stay on baseball because at 1 o'clock we're going to talk basketball. We're going to talk with Stephen Bardo. You know what, though? I do tend to do this. I've been noticing lately in the way the shows have been structured, Brandon, that I end up talking about Bulls usually around 120. Do you think I should talk about Bulls here and then like break the break the monotony and then talk Bulls here? Let's talk some Bulls, man. Okay, let's do that. Cause let's mix it up a little bit. Well, here's the thing. I went to bed Friday angry because of the Bulls, and then I woke up angry. Saturday because of the Twins. That had that game been on a weeknight. Had that game against Phoenix been on a weeknight, man, it would have been a problem up in here. Might be a problem tomorrow. It might be, and definitely on Wednesday, it's going to be a problem. All this week might be problems. Things aren't good. So what we'll do is I'll save the baseball stuff for a little bit later. And we're going to talk about the Bulls and what happened to them Friday night in Phoenix. I'm not ready to let that go yet. We need to discuss it, and we'll do so next here on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. It's time for the two-minute report. Two minutes. What? Not one, but two. Oh, say less. It's time for the two-minute report on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Can't wait. Left corner, Bridges unattended three. No. Long rebound, Phoenix again. Payne, Booker, topside three good. Offensive rebound after offensive rebound, 13-12, Phoenix by one. Aiden on the floor, Booker on the floor. Aiden, topside three. Counted in a foul on Javante Green. After the timeout, deflected, stolen by Craig. Against DeRozzi, puts it in with the right-handed layup. On the inbounds pass, a lob. Booker finds Eaton with a two-handed dunk. Eaton with his 24th double-double. And the snap pass goes to Devin Booker. Booker with 24, deep in the right corner against Kobe White. 
comes up shooting, got it using a screen from McGee. They swing it around left side, sham it off the screen. Wow. Buries a left wing three on Alex Caruso. Campaign surveying the defense by the Bulls at a step back top side three good. He takes a look at Zach Levine who's sitting at midcourt on the scorer's bench as the Bulls advance left forecourt and that will do it. The Suns win it, handing the Bulls their third straight loss, the final 129 to 102 Suns. I thought some of the offensive rebounds in that second quarter really hurt us that we gave up, you know, and then, you know, we start missing shots and missing shots and then you can see it, it you know, sometimes affects us and you've got to invest in the stuff that you can control, but we've got to develop a, a stamina, um, a resilience of dealing with it when it really it's not going well you know and how we respond to that thing's really really important i love to lead but i also love a challenge at the same time so you know when things get rough i don't necessarily shy away from it i don't let it you know put me in a like a negative spot it's, it's a challenge that you know as a competitor you got to step up to you know and you know that's one thing i try to express to the guys you just gotta step up to it you know um, that's the beauty of, of you know struggling is finding a way to get out that struggle and seeing what she was made out of. Highlights courtesy of the score. Chuck and Bill on the call. They'll be on the call tonight. Chuck gets to go back home. Canada. Pre-game tonight at 545. Is that right? They'll take on Toronto, which I'll get to in a second. But... Mike, no, no, they're at home tonight, right? So six, yeah, they're at home. Six forty-five, they're at home. Six forty-five against Toronto on Friday night. They got beat, and we were talking about it on Twitter. Like the score was one twenty-nine to one hundred two. There was never a point when I thought the Bulls were going to win that game, and it may not have officially been a thirty-piece that they got dealt, but they got thirty-pieced. We were joking on Friday's show how we all probably need to send Cameron Payne an I'm sorry card because look at the player that he's become. Like he got with Monty Williams in the bubble and he's done a good job of holding down the fort until Chris Paul comes back. He had 15 points and seven assists against the Bulls. Now, I was told that the problems that the Bulls are having with perimeter defense are going to be fixed because Alex Caruso is going to come back. Fam, that has not been the case. That's not been the case. Phoenix shot 56% from the floor and 44% from three. On top of that, when they wanted to run, they could. When Cameron Payne wanted to get up and down, they could. They did a good job of sharing, and, and no one can really guard Devin Booker at this point. That dude is putting on a show, and 28 points for him. Now let's go over to the offensive side. One of the things that people worried about with DeMar DeRozan signing is because of his, his prowess as a half-court player and him taking mid-range shots, he's the king of the mid-range, that there would be nights where he wasn't as efficient. And then what happens? He wasn't terribly inefficient on Friday. He shot 43% from the field. His running buddy, though, Zach Levine, after having a monster game the game previous, didn't have a monster game. One for seven from the floor. 0 for one from behind the arc. 
12 points, 9 assists, sharing the ball, which is good. It's not enough. You can't have games where Zach and DeMar combine for 31 points. It's not. It's never going to be enough for them to win against good teams. And, and the Bulls' struggles against good teams continues. Right now, the Bulls are a half game up on Cleveland. The Bulls are in the fifth spot, okay? A half game up on Cleveland and a game and a half up on Toronto. Tonight's game becomes really important. And Fred Van Vliet, Rockford's finest, is going to be available for this game. I know that we keep waiting for something to happen, and now we get the, well, Patrick Williams is back. Something happened now. We got we got Pat, Project Pat. Project Pat is back. He's back. So that means that the perimeter defense is going to get, uh, wait a minute, as Ray J would say. I was told that the perimeter defense was going to get better when Caruso came back. And now he's been back, what, five games? That has gotten any. All I see is guards getting loose on the Bulls. So we'll see. We shall see. I was fuming at the TV on Friday night. I don't know if you were. It seemed like a perfect night, like Friday night. When I got out of here and finished the show, there was it was raining all day. So I was like, I'm going to finish up my syllabus for the class that's starting next week and get all the stuff ready online for, for my class at DePaul. I was like, get some food, be ready to go when the Bulls hit the floor. And then the Bulls hit the floor, and I was like, mm, this is going to be bad. And it was bad. There was DeAndre Ayton. Just, all right, just toss it up there, and and he will go and destroy. It doesn't matter. What did he finish with? Because he was rebounding at a higher rate than he usually does, too. Yeah, 20 points, 12 boards for DeAndre Ayton in the game. JaVel McGee came in and gave him 12 points and seven rebounds. And he was dancing. He was just dancing. He was doing the JaVel McGee thing. Good for him. That's the best team in the West right now. And Cameron Payne got off for 15 and 7. Was a problem. Play-in tournament is looking more and more real every day. You laughing, but it's the truth. You know what happens tomorrow, right? Yeah, the Bucks. Right. Not fun at all. College basketball talk, which I'm very excited. I got some questions to ask Stephen Bardo about coaching. I mean, we'll talk about Illinois, but I actually want to talk to him about the tournament at large. College, college Hoops coverage on the score is being presented by Samuel Adams. Wicked Hazy. Bardo joins me next here on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 